Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Pure Nintendo podcast. My name is Gemma, and this is your weekly dose of all things Nintendo. Joining me this week, I would like to welcome back my good friend, Kirk. Welcome back, Kirk. Good to be back. Sorry I missed last week. Yeah, we missed you, but I hope you had fun, whatever you were doing last week. <laughs> I, I was I was marching my oldest son across the football field on senior night before the uh, the game when they were acknowledging uh, oh, that's graduating awesome. seniors. That's very eh. cool. <laughs> it sounds cool to an Aussie, so yeah. we don't have that here. So. It, it would have been better if the football game wasn't a blowout, but uh, we uh, won at least. So, but yeah, yeah, well, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Consolation. Yeah. Well, this week we have uh, a very big game to talk about, which is Super Mario Brothers Wonder, of course, which has just come out. We've both had some time with it, so we're going to be talking about that as well as some other games we're playing, and of course, in the lead up to Halloween, we're dealing with one. Uh, horror title a week so Kirk's got a special one for us this week to talk about as well but let's begin with Mario Wonder so I'm glad you got to play it as well Kirk because I was worried you wouldn't get a chance to but (laughs) I was like I got it straight away I was very excited obviously I've talked about this every week very very big Mario fan very much looking forward to this game Um, how far along are we so far Let's see. Um, I started it. I played through just a couple of the levels myself um, mm-hmm. d- just to get a feel for it and then decided, well, the big Mario platformer in, in my house is actually my wife. Oh, okay, um, cool. Who, and I think I may have mentioned this before, but back on the NES days when she had that, she had gotten so good at Mario that she would play it upside down to make it oh, wow. <laughs> she would sit on the couch with her head hanging over the edge of the couch and be seeing the TV upside down. And she and her friend would play it that way. I don't know how far they got in it, but <laughs> that's how hardcore she was when she was telling me about her video gaming past. Wow. Um, that's cool. Yeah. That is pretty hardcore. I've not tried that with Mario. I'll give it a go. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, you know, you got it on the switch online, right? So, uh, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, access yep. it, play it, and but she wasn't playing it upside down uh, on Wonder. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were both totally upright and and playing the game, and uh, we did we did it together, and we got through. Well, I don't know how the levels are split up. We uh, two it's or three not- levels, and then some bonus stages, um, some yeah. races, kind of thing. Yes, because it's a little. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a different style, I suppose. To and Mario, I guess the platforming games have kind of been leaning this way a little bit over the years in terms of even the last one, Super, uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, they weren't called World 1-1, one, one, World 1-2. They were named, you know, um, after the the environment they were in, right? And this is the same way. It does say World 2 when you get to Fluff, oh, gosh, I'm terrible with names, Fluff Peaks or whatever it's called, <laughs> which is where we're up to. But it's not 100% clear because you start off in, you know, that pipe kind of land. And then you kind of make your way to a watery land, but I'm not sure if that's a world or if it's part of the central area. Petal Isles, I think it is. And then then you get to Fluff Peaks or something, which is up in the clouds and the mountains. And um, it's not so linear, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. It's very, you can walk around, you can go to any level you like that's available to you. And so I've played, like you, <clears throat> I did some single, some single player um time and then i've also got my two kids of course to play with as well so we've we've done a bit of multiplayer and had a lot of fun with that i I think i've mentioned before how excited my kids are that there are two toads available because they used to have to fight over who was toad in the previous game (laughs) because there was only one so they can now both be toad which is awesome um (laughs) did they fight over which color 
Uh, there was a little disagreement at the start because, yeah, uh, one of them, <laughs> they both want the blue one, but but okay. Hayden was fine with the yellow in the end. So, <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of that. And I think I've said this before as well. Why don't they just let you choose a color? Just say anyone can be a toad, just choose a color, but that's okay. We'll get there. We've got 12 characters to choose from, so you can't complain about that really. So, Although my wife did complain about the first character she picked. Um, Who did she pick? She, well, she Yoshi. went with Yoshi, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first time I turned into an elephant because I was uh, Luigi, yeah. she realized she couldn't and she was furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she said, I am not going to play another level of this game if I cannot become an elephant. So uh, you are allowed to switch, though. Even on your own thing, you can, you can pop in and switch at any time. And I didn't realize the Yoshis were invincible. They can't be damaged. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. They are invincible. Yeah, essentially, uh, that is a bit of a disappointment because because Yoshi is invincible, like you said. And, uh, you know, Yoshi's cool because I think a lot of people love Yoshi and being Yoshi is fun in that you get to flutter jump and people can ride on Yoshi. If you're Luigi, for example, you could ride on Yoshi, which is kind of cool. But who doesn't want to be the elephant and who doesn't want to, you know, be the drill hat and the bubble person? Like the powers, is that's the fun part. I always wondered, like Nabbit in the previous game and he's back in this one, he's also invincible. He, uh, you know, it's great having that invincible option, but it's, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't seem as fun to me <laughs> to not be the elephant or the, <laughs> the other power-ups. Even the fire flower, like. There's nothing quite as fun as shooting fireballs at, at Goombas. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think so if, if we did the family, because Max is younger than all of us, he's not um, as good at the games yet. It doesn't have mm-hmm. as much time with them. So maybe, although I'm sure, again, he would want to become uh, the elephant and, and anything else, but it would mm-hmm. be better for him to be Yoshi um, because mm-hmm. he'd be able to just mm-hmm. kind of push along as is and not worry about dying not worry about yeah. losing anything along the way. Um, and we could count on them at times because there are times when you, you know, having Yoshi's abilities are great. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's it. And I think it is good to have that that option for, for people who are younger or just not as, you know, maybe less, less it's less stressful, I suppose. It's, it's an easier experience. But having said that, I mean, so far, and I'm only up to World 2, it's not a hard game so far. So I'm hoping that, picks up a little bit the challenge side of things because I do love uh, the challenging side of the Mario platformers. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what's in store in in the future because uh, so far it's it's I mean it's it's very wonderful. Like the word wonder is apt for this game. You know, when you get this wonder seed, sorry, the wonder flower that turns everything upside down and <laughs> chaotic. Um, I don't know what your experience is like. You can tell me as well, but it is a nice surprise each time. You're like, oh, there's the Wonder Flower. What's going to happen, right? And it's different in every level. And you might not be up to this one yet, but there's one in the, the watery section where the water and the air uh, switch, they reverse. So when whereas you were previously swimming in the water and the air is above you like normal, it switches. So the water is up in the sky and the air is down below. And so you have to run. It's a little it's interesting and kind of jarring in a, in a fun way, but you're running where the water was previously. And then when you jump into the sky, you have to swim. So yeah, stuff like that. It's just like, Oh wow. That's interesting. That's cool. 
Yeah, you know, we had a couple moments where, and, and I'm sure, like I said, I don't have as much experience with, with these type of Mario games as some people, and they, they're probably mm-hmm. surprises hidden in all of them. But there was one point where I was on a tree, and I did a ground pound on the tree, and the tree lifted me up Jack and the Beanstalk style, up, <laughs> clear up into the sky. The screen went black for a minute, and then it came up, and I'm in a completely different world. And there was like a little quick challenge you had to do that mm. I ended up blowing. Um, so... <laughs> I, yeah. I had to hear about that from my wife a little bit, uh, but um, <laughs> there are there are tons of little things like that um, where you you just did not expect to happen. What happens, and and if they can keep that up through the whole game, then I think that's fantastic because um, you know she and I were both laughing out loud at points at the absurdity of some of the things that were happening. Yeah, or, or <laughs> yes. how quick, like maybe the first time. What were those? Uh, and it's in the first world where the the. One of the challenges, maybe, were those big like bubble guys, the hippos. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're taking on the hippos, and you can like hit them, and they roll around and hit things. But there was a moment where suddenly just a ton of them swooped in on us mm-hmm. at once, and we mm-hmm. were bouncing around. It was when you had to get one of the blue flowers. Yes. Um, at the end of it, there's a huge <laughs> hippo with a blue flower on top of it, and you're just bouncing back and forth, and you can't die. So it's like you're a pinball, just yeah. bouncing between the the, the bumpers. Um, and it was fantastic and fun and we were just having a great time with that and finally got it and, and had a blast with that part. Mm, Yeah, it's, yeah, it is a blast. It's so fun. And, um, like, that's why I think the, the term wonder, it just suits it so well. And I was reading online that, you know, they've let the developers really use their imagination with this one. I think they said something like, don't worry about the time constraints of getting this game out. Just worry about getting it right and, and making it as different as possible which is really cool um you know that's that's a good way to make a game and i suppose nintendo maybe can afford to do that with a with a mario franchise especially since it's been you know i think is it 10 years since mario u deluxe first sorry not u deluxe the, the wii u version first came out mm-hmm. i think it was 2013 so if you've got 10 years between games and you can afford to wait another year or whatever i mean they do the same thing with zelda don't they they sort of Oh, even sometimes they apologize in Nintendo Direct saying we need a little bit more time with this and you know the fans are like oh that's okay because we know it'll be good so <laughs> you know the funny thing is that this was only announced pretty recently like yeah, few, yeah it was a surprise um only a few months ago and then it's like okay coming in October it's the new Mario game and everyone's like wow okay so I don't know whether they why they were keeping that so close to their chest maybe because it is so different and they were worried about it backlash or something or maybe they just thought you know a short marketing phase is better for sales i don't know but yeah 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 it's funny to me how some games they will announce two three or you know in the case of metroid four what like eight (laughs) years before the game comes out Um, yes (laughs) and and others they say hey look at this game and you're going to have it in three months Mm, where'd mm -hmm. that come from so yeah it's it seems kind of random the way they do that that yeah. would be a good uh, good thesis for some for some college yeah. student out there is trying to put together the be. puzzle of how Nintendo makes that decision. If anyone has insight into that, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I don't know whether it's because Metroid is, you know, people are clamoring for something like that. And so they have to, maybe they feel like they have to say, we, we're on this, we are doing something. It's just taking a long time. But maybe Mario, I don't know, maybe... 
I mean, I've been wanting a new Mario 2D Mario for a long time. You know, I'm not shy about saying that. I've I love the Mario series and I've wanted one for, yeah, <laughs> since the last one. So, but I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to wait patiently, I suppose, <laughs> until it comes out. Um, yeah, and I mean, I wanted to say, you know, a few I suppose with this game coming out, there's been a lot of positive I've seen a lot of positivity online. I'm not sure if you've also noticed that. It yes. seems like it's yeah. So it seems yeah, like it's the initial been reviews were a lot of people gave it perfects, you know, five out of five, mm. ten out of ten, whatever the score was, it it was up there at least nine out of ten. Sure. Yeah. Which is really good. So that's great. Um and then, you know, you sort of see some people saying uh, they're going back to the old, the older ones or the new, <laughs> the older ones that are called new, but the new Super Mario Brothers series and saying how it was, just, it was stale and it needed fresh change. And I do just want to defend that series a little bit because I did like it and I'm not, <laughs> I'm certainly open to change and I love Mario Wonder, but I really enjoyed the new series for what it was. And I, I don't think it was bad in any sense. So just wanted to put that out there. That's my opinion. <laughs> Well, I bet if if the way Nintendo does things, like they'll they'll have a 2D and then they'll have new and then they'll have like the Super Mario <laughs> Galaxy and you think it's evolving and evolving, but then it flips back. Like suddenly 10 mm-hmm. years later, we've got, oh, here's a continuation of the way we did this game. And now yeah. you've got three or four different types of Marios all kind of pushing forward along their own path. Mm-hmm. So who knows which ones are going to disappear and which ones are eventually, you know, may take a while, but which yeah. ones get a follow up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm very excited to to keep pushing through with Mario Wonder. Um, I think it's from what I've seen online, it's around ten to twenty hours worth of for the for the main game. And I did want to say I've also tried the online component. Have you given this a go at all? Not yet. We saw the the little satellite icon that explained mm. what it was and and read the whole thing, but uh, not not ready to go online yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one thing I noticed is the the user interface is very good in terms of Mario Wonder itself. You know, you can pause, like you said, you can add players, you know, you can change characters anytime. You couldn't, I think I couldn't drop a player midway through a level, but I could certainly add a player midway through a level, which I thought was really neat. You don't have to wait for the level to finish. You can just pause it, add a new player. You can change characters. It's all really, really easy and, use, and user-friendly. And same with the online. You just hit that little satellite icon, like you said, and... Um, suddenly you're online and then it's really cool because we saw this in the trailer where people are like ghost versions of uh you know peach or mario whomever and they're running around doing the level kind of with you but in their own way so they might go up ahead or they might fall behind or whatever you don't necessarily interact with them but you can see them it does kind of feel nice it feels like a little community of people playing this game at the same time you're like oh there's other people playing this level and you can leave these standees behind to help people. So if you die, you mm-hmm. sort of come back and you earn these little points. I don't know what they do yet, but you get hearts for helping people. And I think even, I don't know, actually, I got 50 points for doing something. I don't even know what I did. Was it just because I finished <laughs> a level? I'm not even sure, but <laughs> I've left a couple of standees around. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and of course, you can collect a bunch of different standees. So that's another thing. There's a lot, heaps of collectibles in this game. Um, yeah, you would have seen yeah, we some got of them. one. Yeah, right. I think there's 144 or something like that. I think it's 12 of each character. So 12 times 12, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So there's 12 Nabbit themed ones, 12, you know, Yoshi, 12 Toad, whatever. Um, Yeah, which is really cool. So, of course, I want to collect all of those. And then there's the badges. Have you had any experience with those yet? No. 
Okay, well, there's a few. There's quite a few. I think I've got like five. Oh, wait, no, now. we do have a badge. Yes, yes. Sorry, I thought <laughs> you said badger. Like there's going to be. Oh an no, okay. <laughs> no, that wouldn't surprise me though. There's so many random animals <laughs> in this game. It sounds right. It sounds like I'm going to run into one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah. We have we have I think two badges. Cool. Yeah, the badges Maybe are fun. Uh, I like the challenges. You know, you do the badge challenge to mm-hmm. unlock a badge, um, and then. Some, I think some are just gifted to you by those little poplins, those little toad-like creatures that hang about at shops and uh, that sounds weird. They, they're at the end of every level. They have those little houses at the flagpole that sort of, yeah. yeah. Did you notice, this is a very minor thing, but did you notice they kind of went, like I was Daisy. So when Daisy finishes the level, if she's the first one to finish or finishes on top of the flagpole, then she kind of waves and says, what did she say, like, bye or something to the little poplin. It's really cute. <laughs> It's no, just, I, I, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't see what Luigi does. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like there's just, and I, I said this previously when I tried it at PAX, there's a lot of uh, life in this game, or I think I wrote this on the article online. So um, it's. it feels very alive, like the, the character's facial expressions, the way they go into pipes and out of pipes, they kind of just, you know, Mario grabs his hat or whatever, their little face pops when they become, <laughs> become an elephant. You know, it's just these little details that I think, uh, just just give it a bit more character and make it feel, I don't know, I, I feel like it's more engaging and it, you become a bit more part of it. That's just my opinion, though. Do you agree with that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think uh, it, it's also partly the way the, the world sort of works with you at times. So mm-hmm. you don't feel like you're just running on this flat surface and then occasionally having to jump. It's like every now and again, the world helps you by... By, by like the pipes that sort of like uh, worm their way yeah. <laughs> up, up higher so you can jump to grab things and stuff. It feels like mm. a much more part of the environment instead of just kind of tearing through the environment. Yes, definitely. And the pipes, you can, yeah. have you, uh, when we were the elephant, we found out at one point that I was apparently strong enough to push the pipes. Oh, I haven't tried that, but I, I, you're right. I think they did that in a trailer or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I used that to smash one of the bad guys. At some. In fact, the first once I realized <laughs> I was pushing a pipe, I, oh, here we go. I'm smashing this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and later he was gone. I took care of him. Oh, that gives a new meaning to Smash Brothers, isn't it? Then? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it does. Wow. Can you move any pipes or is it just random no, ones that are? I, at least I don't okay. think so. Because um, I, I remember, uh, was I trying it later? I don't even know how I realized I could. <laughs> I don't know if I just sort of bumped into it and it moved or if I hit a button at the same time. I'm not sure, but mm. I'll have to go back and try that now because I'm sure there's bound to be secrets to unlock uh, by moving pipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There seems to be just a lot going on. Like there's there's little flowers. There's the talking ones, obviously, but there's other flowers that you seem to touch or, or spray water. with water or yeah, yeah and they give you coins or they give you platforms i think there's a few vines that pop up every now and then so it seems like there's just a lot to uncover and to experience and and that's going to help with replayability as well because yeah. there's three i think there's three of those giant purple coin things in each level that you need to collect from my from what i've seen so it's like every level has three of those you know the big like they look like gems or whatever yeah and yeah, yeah. So that's fun. I love, I always have enjoyed that aspect of Mario um, since I think Super Mario World when they introduced the star or oh, dinosaur coins, I think they were called back then. And you had to collect, I think, was it three or five? I can't remember now, but there was a bunch in the level. Um, and just going back and finding them because sometimes they're quite tricky. So <laughs> yeah, I do love that aspect. 
Uh, so I'm having a really, really good time with it. Um, and you're writing the review for this one for Pure Nintendo, right? Is that correct? I, I believe so, yes. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, so look forward to hearing your final thoughts when they're ready. What else can we say about Mario Wonder? Do we have anything else we want to talk about? I can say that the tyranny and I, you were talking about it being too easy and, and mm. we were pushing along um, quite successfully for a while too. But then we hit one of the uh, kind of the bonus things. It was like a racing stage where I had to race or the both of us had to race uh, that centipede. Does he have a name? Oh yeah. Yeah. The wiggler. Yes. I remember yeah. that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had to get He's to got the roller skates. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that, that kicked our butts. We, ah. uh, uh, you you have to jump. I, I've never liked the um the the need to hit Y to run and then B to jump at the same time. I always felt that was oh, too awkward. Right. Um, okay. But you do need to keep moving, <laughs> and there are a bunch of obstacles in the way. And if you end up hitting one, it's very hard to get around it, and and you can die while you're mm-hmm. doing it too. So that mm-hmm. that threw us. Um, that that was the one challenge we had. I think so far where we had to maybe I think four times we had to do that. And even then uh, tyranny didn't make it, but I was able to reach the end. She wasn't upside down. That's why she needed to (laughs) flip her the TV in order to make that work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. I remember doing that one. We did that. We had four players for that one. And I think I was the only one who beat Wiggler. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it was close though. I was very close and I did keep falling back behind Wiggler. And I think they're like, there are blocks you have to jump over. So sometimes if you don't time the jump right, obviously you get stuck and then you're like, oh no, Wiggler's overtaking me. Uh, That was good fun actually. That was good. So speaking of the Y button, I am the sort of player who's, who like holds down the Y button for most of the level. Like that's just. So you're used to it. All right. (laughs) Very much so. Kind of. Yeah. I like. You know, I'll stop and go back when I see something interesting, but generally I'm just always running and jumping. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't like to just, yeah, it does sound like a speed run, doesn't it? I don't just run through the whole level though. I just run, when I am running, I hold down the Y button, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I do not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, give it a go. No, I mean, for that level, you you definitely have to. (laughs) Yes, I did. I did for that one. And I will say that even, even though I, I talked about how hard it is, when I mm. finally did win, there was a point where I thought I didn't stand a chance because I got stuck behind something and <laughs> was, was gone for uh, 10 mm-hmm. seconds before I was finally able to move it. But I caught yep. him and got past. So nice. um, it's not the kind of thing where you need to quit in frustration and start over. You could still pull it off, but it just yeah. took us longer than we thought. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I actually really enjoy those little levels. They're sort of, you know, it breaks up the game quite well. You know, you've got your normal levels, which not super long but they're just normal mario levels and then you've got these little races or badge challenges or uh, there's even some that are just a room that are more about collecting coins yeah it's nice because it does i think some of them even called break time i think that's more like the room with the coins but it's yeah just yeah it's like a little break break and just grab some stuff Mm -hmm. so they've done a really good job i think which is making it very diverse and interesting and Keeping that, keeping your attention, I suppose, uh, hooked because you're not just, you're always wondering what's next, you know, <laughs> wondering yeah. again. Yeah. So I think they've done a great job. I, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to keep, oh, well, obviously, I'm going to keep going with it because, uh, you know, I'm a fan, but I just want to see what's next. And I, I've done one boss fight so far. So we'll see what else is in store because Bowser is a giant castle now and you have to collect, I think they're called royal seeds or something. And each time you do a boss fight, you get a royal seed. 
gets rid of his little mechanical plant things that are surrounding his castle now. So, and then you can, I suppose, go and attack uh, Bowser. So I'm sure someone out there has already finished the game. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> not me, but I, I don't want to rush it either. So I'll, I'll enjoy it for the next little bit, but. I don't think it'll take too long to get through, but then we can go back and collect all the purple coins. So, yeah. yeah. There's a, <laughs> certainly seems to be a ton of replay value. And mm-hmm. like right now, Tyranny and I played it. Um, there'll be times when she's not available and I have to do things by myself. But I think that mm-hmm. even as I push along for review purposes, going back to play it with multiple members of my family, replaying it with, um, you know, when Sam comes in, uh, you know, he's he's the hardcore player. So he's going to be the one making mm-hmm. fun of us and, and speeding ahead <laughs> while we're trying to collect things, but being able to then yeah. share it with other people who are playing it for the first time. Um, games like this have a lot of replay value just on that alone. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think mm-hmm. if you, even if it is a shorter game, what would you say? 10 to 15 hours to complete. That's what I saw online. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, that would be optimistic for me <laughs> anyway, d- <laughs> double that for me, but uh, yeah. even beyond that, I think being able to play it with others, um, uh, do a well double that uh, yet again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, there's lots to look forward to. Um, I look, we'll sort of touch base again next week, I guess, and see how we're going with that yeah. one. And should we move on to some other games that you're playing? I'm interested in this one, which is Astro Smash. I feel like you've mentioned this to me before. Is this other? Intel- is this in television? Yeah, boy, or, this yeah. is this is considered the in television game. I right. think for, for a lot of players. Um, yes. This is the one where it, it was one of the five best-selling in television games. Um, I, I learned it sold over a million copies, I believe. But wow. a lot of it is because they, they they had a campaign where they gave it away for free. You, you could buy it in mm. television and send it in and, and get it in the mail, and that, and that certainly helped. It's also the game that um, was got a bit of a pop culture promotion recently. Um, I mentioned in my review because uh, Sheldon wore it on the Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. The game. <laughs> and I saw that a character on the Flash TV show had the TV sh- or had the t- had the T-shirt. I will oh, call it a TV cool. shirt. Had the TV shirt um, of this game. So th- this one kind of got all the press. And this was one of the games. It was one of the five, or was it six? That was supposed to be built in to the Intellivision Amico system that was in development. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody who, who was buying that was going to get this for free, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, since that system apparently is not coming out, as we've discussed, the BBG Entertainment, who also did Shark Shark, which we've mm-hmm. talked about, and Dynablaster, this was the last of the three games, um, Intellivision Amico games that they released. All right. So you've completed the set now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I believe I have. <laughs> and Astro Smash is the best. Mm. Um, first of all, I, I I can't I didn't find any confirmation on this, but it seems to be the game's playing at sixty frames per second, um, mm-hmm. which cool. I'm just not used to on the Switch. So <laughs> it the animation just looks fantastic. Um, the design is really great. There are only ten levels; you can get through it quickly. Um, but the, the 10 levels are pretty diverse and I like that they kind of impact the gameplay. Like there's one where you're playing in front of a volcano and you will see the volcano erupt and seconds later, just a ton of flaming boulders are coming down. Um, and you're shooting up at them. I should say, for those who don't know what the game is, it's kind of like a space invaders style Mm, game where you're on the track on the bottom of the screen and you're shooting up at things that are falling at you. For the most part, they're meteors. Um, some bombs come. You get some UFOs. So there's a little variety in, in what's happening. But 
gameplay is super simple. You literally are just sliding back and forth um, with the L stick and you're firing up uh, with Y or, or the triggers. You can set an auto fire to help and um, bonuses fall. You can get a shield. You can get more powerful weapons that last for a little bit of time. Hmm. Um, and that's it. Uh, and, that's all, I, and that's all it needs to be, isn't it? It just needs a yeah, simple and gimmick like that's that. That's one of the things <laughs> I read another review of this and they were complaining about how like, you can't save your game. You, oh, you can't okay. pause. I mean, mm-hmm. you can pause the switch the way you always would. You just hit the home yeah. button. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not like you're playing where you stop and you 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 want to save it and come back to it later. No, if you start again, you're starting from the beginning. Um, <laughs> yes, and That's- I like that because that to me it really felt like I was playing a game on the olden television because mm-hmm. you didn't have save games on anything. Now the trivia note is that the Intellivision was the first console that had a pause uh, as you were playing it. If you hit one and nine on the keypad. The, mm-hmm. the screen would go blank and the, the game would basically pause and you could leave and go do something else and come back and play it later. Um, <laughs> that was the first pause, really? That, wow. To the best of my knowledge, that is the first time you were ever able to pause a game, wow. um, which was great because we played a lot and dinner would roll around. Um, <laughs> or as I mentioned, Spectre Man would come on TV. I, I, I dropped that reference in my review and uh, <laughs> you'd want to watch it, come back and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um but because of that, it just, you know, it's meant there are only 10 levels. And when you're done, um, you, it says, Hey, congratulations. And you kind of start again. So there's no reward. Um, this, it, it isn't like a modern game where you're getting badges and achievements and, mm-hmm. and you can save things. They're very much treating this like it's an old television game or an old arcade game where you play until you die and then you start over and that's it. I, have a feeling that's going to put off a lot of players who aren't used to that. And that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But boy, when, once I saw what I was getting into here and how well it played in the animations, the music was great. Um, it, it, I really just ended up enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would having just gone through shark shark, which was fine and Dynablast, mm-hmm. which was a little disappointing. Um, but I loved Astro smash more than, more than the original game. Nice. It certainly looks you know, like the the graphics have been revamped quite significantly. Yeah. 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 It and it's, nice. it's approachable too. It's not hard. Like a lot of these t- kind of games where, you know, the, they're, they're kind of like shmups, although that's not, you know, this doesn't compare to that. It's not nearly as difficult. But a lot of these side-scrolling shooter games, they, they get really difficult. This one, it wants you to play it and have some fun a little bit longer before, before it's kind of kicking you out. So it, mm. it's a little more inviting. Again, that's going to put off some players who are going to find it too easy. Um, right. But uh, if if you get into its vibe, then I, I I think it's 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 a good game. Maybe not worth fifteen bucks. Maybe it should be ten. Um, mm. but, you know, if you feel that way, just watch for a sale. One's bound to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Ten dollars. Yeah. That'd be a dollar a level then. So that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it has multiplayer. It has <laughs> online multiplayer, cross platform. Um, oh, that's cool. I, I could not find anybody to play with. Um, oh. The game hasn't been out long. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't imagine there's a a lot behind it, but uh, it does have local multiplayer too. So you could sit down with family members and, and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, true. Oh, four players too. That's actually pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it's only been out like 10 days or something, like not even two weeks. Yeah, not long, not long. Mm. And what was I going to ask you about that? Um, so when you finish it and it restarts, you does it acknowledge, like, is there any 
way that you can see that you finished it. (laughs) Well, you start over with a new screen. I mean, you're back at, uh, you're back at the first background. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could see that. Um, Not a lot there. There's no celebration or anything. Right. Is there like a leaderboard or something? Do you have points? Cause it looks like there's points. It does have points. Um, I didn't see that it's saving any kind of leaderboard information where you could compare it to other people online. Um, mm. You can keep your points going. And again, that's like the olden television. You mm-hmm. write down on a piece of paper, you have a chalkboard next to the, uh, next <laughs> to the TV set where you can record your high scores, which my family did on some games. I'm not going to lie. Right. There um, you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the original Astro Smash. In fact, it, we got the... <laughs> <laughs> It's the, the original game, the burn up to difficulty was so slow that after you had it for two or three days, you would have to play it for 30 to 40 minutes before it became challenging at all. And that's nice. why I say I like this one better is because it wasn't as boring as quickly. Mm. But there also was like, then there was a little point where it was challenging. And then it got to the point where you would be awarded new ships so quickly you could not lose anymore. You were getting right. new ships faster than it was possible to die. So <laughs> you could have gone on Astro Smash just forever if you didn't get bored and shut it off eventually. Right. Um, and that's why I, I bring this up. This one, as far as I know, doesn't quite do that. It it gets pretty hard um, after a mm. while. So, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe someone will be able to. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Okay. Because, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not, what is it, 1981? was originally yes available so it's you know uh what is that 42 42 years 42, or so? 40, yeah, <laughs> yeah and it was right around this time too it was late in 81 so right there you go wow that's yeah that's cool yes well uh so is your review online for that one yes yes yeah, it, okay. just, it just went live today um or today <laughs> nice. as we're recording so yeah it, yeah it's cool a, and excellent we'll, now it has me sad that the Amigo is probably not going to happen because there were a lot of other old Intellivision games that they had announced that they were revamping, like a Night Stalker. Um, and there was a Dungeons and Dragons game that I don't think they were allowed to use the name again. Maybe maybe they did. Maybe uh, they can call it Dragons like and Cloud, Dungeons. Cloudy <laughs> Mountain, I believe is what they're calling it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but those looked really good and I was looking forward to playing them. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think they were BBG. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but now I'm hoping that more of those games start sliding out to other platforms. So I, I you know, maybe they'll be as enjoyable to me as Astro Smash was. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. That would be very good. I mean, yeah, we can live in hope. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes surely someone out there is is still working on these interesting kind of retro inspired uh titles so yeah well yeah. and i imagine the developers who were making them for the amico put a lot of time into them so they they, mm-hmm. they you know got to get their money back somehow and, and release them for other systems so yeah we'll, and we'll see who's allowed to do what the switch seems like a logical place to do so, I think so. so. <laughs> yeah. I applaud that decision yes brilliant well so go, if we go from one game that was great to maybe one that wasn't so great am i right in suggesting that the next game is not uh as you weren't as enamored by this one as you were by astro smash yeah it's it's actually two games that i got here both of which i mentioned Uh, before that that i'm learning uh japanese slowly Um, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and i had a game before i can't even remember what it was called i need to fire it up again because i told (laughs) you how to read the kanji characters um Mm -hmm. There, there are two games that I got press releases for this week and, and requested codes and got them both. One is called Easy Japanesey, mm-hmm. um, 
that one is about as bare bones and kind of pointless as a, as a, it's not even <laughs> call it a game. It doesn't pretend to be a game. Right. Um, it literally just puts like a, a word written in Japanese on the screen. And then you have to guess what the word is. Right. Okay. Without um, any context or? No. <laughs> okay. No, it's, I mean, it starts easier. It like, it doesn't really do anything to, to even teach you so much. It's just like you either know it or you don't. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I, I I don't quite understand the point of it um, other than if you are trying to learn these, it's, it's like good uh, practice maybe. Um, but it doesn't really do anything to sort of move you along or reward you or give you incentives or anything. Now I, I, I should point out it's only $3. Yeah. So it's a cheap one. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's better than note cards, I guess, but at least with note cards, mm. you're able to, control what you're learning um nice. here it's just a bunch of things that they put out so but it looks like it gives you like nine choices as well how are you supposed to guess you well yeah even... see that's it um <laughs> like it gives you the word um and i think i reversed that it gives you the word in english and then you have to guess um how that's written in japanese so um it, it really is just character recognition more than anything yeah. Um, yeah but without giving you the the way a way to learn the characters <laughs> yes Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. there's, you know, it starts off easy, um, and I suppose you could, you can memorize it. But the the previous game that mm-hmm. I take a look at was better than that. Um, but moving on from that, the other game that I, I'm looking at, Terra Alia, Terra Alia. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what that is. Um, it, it's not just Japanese. It's it's uh, nine or ten different languages. It's an RPG that uses the story and the puzzles to teach you another language. Um, It has, it has French, it has German, it has Japanese. I believe it has Korean um, and and a few others. I selected Japanese and it kind of tells a story. You're a character. You could create your character. You're, you're in this sort of like a, a, a Harry Potter kind of world. You're, you're in a school for wizards. You have a wand. In fact, they taught me the word for <laughs> wand in Japanese, and I, I can't remember it because I don't know, what <laughs> no notes and mm. <laughs> but you you kind of move around, and all of the objects it'll teach you um, the what for whatever language you select. It'll teach you um, what that word is in that language. Um, so as, right. as you're exploring and you you come across, say, uh, a book then it'll say Han in Japanese. So, okay, mm-hmm. now you know the word. If it was just doing that, it wouldn't be that big a deal, but it, it goes a bit further because, it well, in, in Japanese, it's also teaching you the kanji characters. You mm-hmm. have the ability to turn on or off the romanji, which is basically the Japanese word written out with English letters. Um, mm-hmm. I leave that on because it helps me hear it and be able to pronounce it better. Yes. Um, but then as you move along, you start meeting people and they will, you get little quizzes from them. Basically, they will say <laughs> something to you in Japanese and then the game teaches you, here's what they said. This is how you respond. This is how the sentence structure is handled. Um, nice. So it, it starts to teach you a little bit more and you're, you're picking things up as you go along. Like um, again, my wife was in the room when we were playing it and suddenly she was able to start picking up on the repetition of some of these words and she was saying it. Um, you know, she, cool. we, we learned how to say table in Japanese, for example, she memorized it. I, I as, have of course, since forgotten, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, if you're not repeating it to yourself constantly, then. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That's the thing with these games is it's the repetition that, you know, you can play it and you can learn it and you think you got it. And then half an hour away from the game, you've forgotten. So mm-hmm. there, there's no real immersion. Um, you, you do have the ability to go back and like pull up basically a dictionary of all the terms you've learned and you can go through it that way. Um, but it, it just gives you a little bit more to do because there's a world to explore. There's a bit of a story. And, you know, although they say this is an RPG, it, it's not challenging Xenoblade Chronicles mm. or anything along those lines. It's very big. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it at least gives you something to do. And it does a better job of teaching you a, a little bit more. Um, it doesn't go into, like, let's say in Japanese, if you have two consonants next to each other, then you kind of like put a separation between the two of them. Like, uh, let's say gakko is is Japanese for school. If you look at it, it sounds like you could say gakko and get away with it, but you can't. Mm. Um, it's gakko. <laughs> right. It's a good tip. One of, <laughs> yeah. One of the words that they teach you in Japanese is paper, which is kami. Um, and that's fine, except that they don't point out that if you say kami with the stress on the other words, now the word means God. Oh. So there's, it's the exact same, it's the same character or in Romanji, the same spelling, but the way you pronounce it completely changes the meaning of the word. Um, so unless you're hearing it in context, you, you don't know exactly uh, what it is. They don't teach you things mm-hmm. like that, but yeah. you know, you're not picking up this game to learn Japanese. Um, I think it's a good as, a new way since we talked about how you need to get the repetition and the immersion mm-hmm. when I'm not using the software that I'm using to learn Japanese or watching a movie that way or an anime or something where I have the Japanese on. Um, this continues the immersion a little bit since I don't have people to talk to. I can at least play this game here things so that gives me some of it. In that case, I think uh, it, it's good as a tool um, if it's not the only tool you're using. Mm, yes. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. There's. It seems like there's actually quite a lot of these language-based titles out there for the Switch. I mean, yeah. which is I, I, really I think cool. there are, especially like in, in these RPG-style games, I think, because um, I, I did mm. mention the same that I was going to be reviewing this, and he shouted out a couple other titles to me that he knew of right. um, that was weren't this. So I, I think it's becoming more common, and I think it's great, um, you know, especially yeah. something like this where – let, let's say you get all the way through Japanese and you've learned the little bit that it's going to teach you. Now, why not go do it with French? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just replay the game in a different language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You would have, I guess, potentially a lot of replay value there. Is the story going to be the same for each language? Just with different... I, yeah, I bet it is. I, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. think they would be able to, to do that that much. But mm. yeah. And, you know, it's got your typical RPG things, like you're leveling up, you're getting new equipment to making yourself Mm -hmm. more powerful. The battle mechanic is kind of fun. It's a turn-based thing where you have to, uh, you know, cast a spell, for example, but if it takes too long to cast the spell, then the person you're fighting is able to disrupt it. So you need to get the timing down and figure out what your buffs and everything are going to be. So it's it's good. I mean, anyone who's playing an RPG will be able to get into it, you know, for a bit and... Uh, mm. Except I don't think it takes that long to play. I believe I saw in the review maybe ten to fifteen hours mm. um, to get through it. So like Mario, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're gonna we're gonna compare Terra Alia to Mario Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, and what is Terra Alia anyway? Is that the name of the school yeah. or something? I or? think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. 
Cool. Look, Tirali. No, oh, it's a, it's, it's a nation. It's a world, I guess. Okay. Um, and we're, and you as a student are going to one of the more prestigious magic academies of Terra Aaliyah. Um, and right. learning about the school and what's going wrong. Like, I believe actually something's already gone wrong. And your professor, who's kind of like a ghostly figure who pops in and out from time to time, um, <laughs> yeah. is uh, sort of giving you the background as you go along. Um, but you quickly leave the main room and go out into this kind of open courtyard to do a lot of things. And none of the students seem like they're that worried about anything. They're just doing <laughs> style activities and, you know, so you can pick up little like subquests and such, but okay. I, I'll learn more as I go along. I'm sure. Oh, it sounds interesting yeah. to get and that I balance. Need a notebook. You know. I'll have to, I'll have to take notes on the words I'm losing using. So yeah. <laughs> so I can well, read them and, and practice them. That's all right. You've always got the notebook handy. So that's good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, to get that balance right between, you know, a fun story and gameplay uh, as well as the language side of things, obviously that's kind of tricky to get right. So yeah. if they can if they can do it, pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. I think so far the balance is fine. And, you know, I, I had fun with it. Um, I, mm. there, there was a I, – I didn't know how to save. That's one thing that threw me. There is a – some of the uh, in-game tutorials don't explain a lot, and I had to go online to find out if I quit, what am I going to lose? And but uh, <laughs> right. apparently, the developer replied on Steam and just said the game automatically saves every time you leave a screen, so you're fine. <laughs> right, well, that would good. be useful you, to know. You in could have let me know. <laughs> yeah. could have given yeah. me like a little rotating save icon that every game in the world gives you. Yeah, so <laughs> something. You know that something's going on. Some kind of cue, visual cue that that's that way progress is being backed up somehow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Would you, if they did have something like Xenoblade Chronicles, because you're a big Xenoblade Chronicles fan, if they incorporated language into something like that, would that be ideal or too much? <laughs> would that work for you? With you a game, well, I do always play them in Japanese. Um, ah, yeah, cool. They, but that doesn't really, I mean, every now and again, I'll hear a phrase. I'm like, oh, I know what that means. Um, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll say, but that's not what the translation said. So now mm. I don't even know that I can trust it. I think that just gets me <laughs> to hearing Japanese. So uh -huh. I'm, I'm more equipped to, to understand like the subtleties of the language. Uh -huh. Um, even though that's I can't good. hear what I, what I say. Yeah. It, it helps me to pronounce things once I, once I get them. How um, are you following the story? If you can only understand bits and pieces. Oh, subtitles. subtitles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought with subtitles, you know, in movies at least, I thought they were more accurate, you know, because you sometimes have a movie that's dubbed in English and if you have that on and then you put the Japanese, oh, sorry, no, if you have the dubbed version and then you change it to Japanese, like the original language version and then put the English subtitles on, it's very different to what the dubbed, you know, spoken English is because they try to make it match the mouths more, whereas if you get the subtitles, it's more accurate in terms of the translation. Yeah, I think yeah. in theory that should be the way it is. I know a lot of times the people who are doing the subtitled translations are changing things to, to make it more Western. Right. Um, okay. either, either more approachable or to use a completely different phrase. Like there, there may be a saying in Japanese that doesn't really have an English equivalent. So they <laughs> yeah. will replace it with an English equivalent so that people oh, understand okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, sometimes you get that, but like even going back to, and here we go once again into the Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> I have owned Godzilla movies in so many different formats that have mm -hmm. been translated by so many different companies because different um, companies get the rights to it. And then they release their own translation. And mm -hmm. sometimes they're just completely different. They'll just completely whack out. 
right? <laughs> um, what what was actually said, and but the language itself is always the same, and the subtitles are completely different depending on who's doing the translation. So, oh, interesting. There's no standard for anything, is there? <laughs> I guess they make it. Yeah, they make do. it hard they on do. guys like me. We just want to learn to speak Japanese. Yeah, just let us learn, please. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you. I look forward to hearing uh, whether Terra Alia is worth your time in at some point when you finish your review. So that's good. Hopefully I'm glad. Yeah, like a pair of a pair of language titles at once to review. That's you know, that's I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was strange that those those releases yeah. came in almost back to back. Yeah, I mean, I do like the name Easy Japanese. If I was going to pick a game to to learn Japanese, that would stand out especially because it's three dollars but but <laughs> based on your early impressions it doesn't sound it sounds like terra alia might be more fun so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'll I'll have to uh play a little more of easy japanese and see if i can come up with a better use for it than just sitting in front of my switch and staring at kanji characters <laughs> yeah exactly well we are getting so close to halloween now we're only uh gosh a week or so away um and we've been talking about horror games all month of the month of October. And what is this week's Halloween title of the week that you have for us? Speaking of our Japanese theme that we apparently have going on now. Yes. <laughs> um, this game is a remake of an old Wii game that never came to the US. Um, they they upgraded it and released it for the Switch and it is Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um, it is part of the Fatal Frame series. We we had um, made Fatal Frame Maiden of the Black Water um, came out for, I think, both Wii U and the Switch. Um, and this is a series of games where basically uh, you have something called the Camera Obscura and you have to photograph ghosts. Is is That's the basic gist of it. But mm-hmm. um, the game has very much a, a, a Japanese horror feel to it. It's it's very oppressive. It's very lonely. Um, you the only weapon you have against these these ghosts is, is the camera. Although there is a character who has kind of like a flashlight that does the same thing. Right. So we'll say there's a one one guy has a flashlight. Um, but the the premise of the story is that there was this island festival where I believe it was five girls um, on this Japanese island participated in a festival and mysteriously disappeared. Um, were found a few days later and had completely lost their memories of what had happened. Um, now they're teenagers and two of them have died. Two of them killed themselves. Nice. Two others went back to where this took place and they've disappeared. And so now you, as the fifth girl who participated in this festival and, and, and had this incident happen, you're going back there to discover what's happened, where your living friends are, and and trying to figure out the truth of, wow. of what's gone on. You play as that character, and you play as the the police officer who found the girls. Um, he's gone back to see what's going on. I should also say that everybody on this island, soon after the girls um, were found, they all died. Um, so the whole island was dead. They, they caught some kind of, they, the, the story was that it was, they picked up some kind of disease that wiped them all out. We of right. course know that's not the case. Um, 
It's a cover up. <laughs> yeah. But so you're exploring a haunted sanatorium, this like haunted mansion. It's like all these places. Like if you think of, I'm going to my friends with my friends to a haunted house. Mm. What's the best one? Let's go to the haunted sanatorium because you know, of course <laughs> it's going to be scarier than say the haunted schoolhouse. Although yeah. haunted schoolhouses can be pretty creepy too. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's got an excellent horror setting and you're walking around alone and every now and again, you'll see ghosts appearing like off somewhere. And if you're quick with the camera, you can take a photo of them and that mm. allows you to level up the camera. So it's more powerful for when you have to battle the ghosts and when you are fighting the ghost, it's not just you um, taking their picture. Um, you need to get like a really good shot. Otherwise, it, it just takes forever. So you need to let mm. them get close right before they get close. They can <laughs> duck away or have an attack you can do. Um, so you need to make it as scary as possible. In yeah. order yes. to get through it. That's um, quite clever, actually, making it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in terms yeah, the of one, dialing up the, the horror a bit. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they do. And the, the, the lighting effects that, you know, the hallways, you they have a ton of jump scares, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but it just does an excellent job of making you feel completely isolated and creeped out, even when you're not having windows banging or something suddenly appearing in front of you. Mm. Um, the drawback to the game, uh, well, there are two. One less significant is that um, Maiden of Blackwater um, was better. It, it was right. the game that was released after this. And although it was out for the Switch first, um, it's, it's the latter game in the series and there were some control issues and things that they had figured out by then. Um, so that one was just a, a creepier, um, and better experience overall. Uh, the other thing is this, using the camera is hard. Um, it's, it's got a lot of awkward controlled movements. Uh, there are times when you're going to be yelling at the controller or the character <laughs> because it suddenly spins you around when you didn't want to. The ghost will disappear behind a wall and all you can do is just kind of spin around in circles and hope you get them at the right time. So you end up getting attacked a lot when it's really not fair that that you were able to do that. So at times it is a very frustrating game. Mm. But when it's clicking and you're playing it by yourself at night, which again, I recommend you do, yeah, (laughs) um, then it's a lot of fun. Mm. Is Maiden of the Blackwater, is that the fifth game or the third game? Does that come before or after this one? It comes after it. Um, there's usually they're not really. Are they connected? Um, sometimes some characters will carry over across mm-hmm. them. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to ask that as well. Hmm. Yeah, you don't need really to play them in any kind of order. Any, not mm-hmm. all of them still have been released in the U.S. Um, I believe the the name of the series in Japan is Project Zero, not Fatal Frame. Oh, yes, um, that sounds very familiar. Mm. Yeah. In fact, they've even made a movie. There was a there was a Project Zero movie uh, that was released in Japan um, uh, about this series. So mm. it's it's got some clout over there. Was it um, animated? That movie was it an anime no. or no? no live action. Live action. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't. Um, I did read like the camera obscura plays a very tiny part in it. It really oh. is just another Japanese horror movie yep. that kind of has the same <laughs> vibe, but it, it mm. doesn't have you know. The main gameplay mechanic, and I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You don't want a movie where someone's walking around photographing ghosts you know, the whole time. It's scary when you're holding the camera, but yeah, probably not when you're watching someone else do it. <laughs> I'd so. want to see that, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, should. I should watch it. I remember, I think, I, I'm sure I do remember this coming out on the Wii U because you could use the gamepad as your camera, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, I don't know if it was this one or the other one, sorry. Which, which yeah, one was? It was the, yeah, that was a... Uh, 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 the what, what did I call the other one? Black Maiden. 
yeah, yeah. Maiden of the Blackwater. Um, Blackwater. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing trailers and such for that. And yeah. I don't know if you had a chance to play it at all, but, you know, the game did. did it work better? You know, you're saying the yeah, controls are a little so. frustrating in this one. So Yeah. It it uh, I didn't play the full game. I only played the demo um, for mm-hmm. that. And then when it came out for the Switch, I, I got the full game and played it all the way through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the it's better if you know you're moving the camera. You can sit in your chair and kind of spin around. And I'm doing that now. So if my voice keeps popping in, and out, <laughs> um, but there were times where I mean, you were standing up and actually having to spin in complete circles and stuff. So. You know, as much mm. as we all love the motion of the Wii and the Wii U, there were times where, you know, I just want to sit down and play a game. I don't yeah, want to yeah. get any physical <laughs> exercise out of this. Um, yes. So I do, but it, it was more accurate. It was better and you could, you know, do it that way. So that I liked and you do lose that by playing it on the Switch. So maybe mm. if you have a Wii U um, still around and you want to try one of these games, try it there. They also yeah. had special costumes on the Wii U where you could dress up the characters as... I think it was Princess Peach. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Zelda, maybe, and Samus. Yeah, um, right. All of which were dropped on the Switch version. Um, costumes oh. are one of the big things in this game. You can download yeah. a lot of extra costumes to put the the men and the women in, in different outfits. Mm, um, cool. Yeah, some, some of the, which, I mean, yeah, the screenshots, it does look like they're wearing quite interesting outfits in some shots so <laughs> yeah there yeah. are for this one there were there are of course swimsuits you can put them in which is just weird <laughs> i mean i like i i get it but it, it throws me out of the game because no teenage or young adult woman is going to explore a, a, a an abandoned creepy dark haunted <laughs> sanatorium in a bathing suit Probably it's, not. No, <laughs> I, not even going to do it in a, in a dress, which, which mm. they have. But there also yeah. was like one DLC though, where it was like this kind of like goth outfit that was totally appropriate because, of course, yeah. the goth girl <laughs> is going to do this. She's been looking forward to this her whole life. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, bring it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed also it's on sale at the moment, actually. So if listeners oh, are interested, yeah, it's actually thirty percent off on the eShop. So and that goes until the first of November. So. Yeah, definitely a good Halloween title to pick up if you're looking for something yep. interesting and, and horror themed. I think it's yep. it's rated T for teen, so there's a you know a decent amount of blood and gore by the looks of it. Is that yeah, it's. There, I don't think there was. They do say blood and gore, but boy, maybe oh, you know what? Maybe in some of the movies that they show, they have like these little clips. Mm-hmm. Um, again, all presented very much like like a Japanese horror movie. Um, maybe in some of that, but in the gameplay, I mean, the ghosts are coming at you when they're attacking, but they're not attacking with weapons and you know, there's no knives or anything like that. So, uh, I don't think the gameplay has any in it. That, that may just be in the, the cut Yeah. Scenes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, ghosts don't tend to, you know, that they, they don't really attack you with knives and things. Right. So you're not like no. bleeding out. Yeah, it's they're, just, they're uh, yeah. <laughs> swallowing your soul. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's a that's definitely a good one. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's on sale, thirty percent off at the moment. So check it out on the eShop if you are interested. We're about at the hour mark now, so that was good timing. But before we close out the show, we wanted to have kind of a special announcement because uh, every week we talk about our magazine that we put together, our bi-monthly magazine, and uh, the current issue is very close to being finished. So that's going to come out to our patrons very soon. And we wanted to say that we currently have 99 patrons on our um, Patreon site. So that means we're hitting a milestone of 100 very soon. And we wanted to just say 
Uh, thank you, first of all, to everyone who has already subscribed, and, and we hope you enjoy the magazines. Secondly, uh, the 100th person, we're going to do something special for that person. So um, if you happen to be listening and you're on the fence about getting our magazine, it's a physical magazine that we send out, obviously, uh, sorry, not obviously, but at the moment it's just for US and Canadian subscribers. Um, but yes, if you're in the US and or Canada and you would like to get a physical magazine, this month's issue is, or this this edition is Mario Wonder themed. So there's a lot of content and imagery about that. So we'll also talk about packs and all sorts of things in there. So did you want to say anything else about that, our 100th person? Or did I cover it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I will say that what we're considering giving out um, is going to be an actual physical prize um, yes. to Thank go you. along with the physical magazine. It, it mm -hmm. seems to make sense. So uh, yeah, yeah. So it, we won't announce what that is yet. I'll need to uh, uh, clear that we're allowed to do it. But it is yes. Nintendo Switch related. It is game related, and um, it's not a game. Uh, and I, I think that's it. It's Switch physical. Not a game. There yes. we go. Some cool, something cool though. Yes. So thank something you. Cool. Yeah. So thank you again, everyone for, for participating. So if you wanted to check it out, it's patreon.com slash pure Nintendo. We're very excited to have a hundred uh, people following us and, and reading our magazines every other month. So can't wait to get the next issue into your hands. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening today. Thank you, Kirk, for joining me today. Mm -hmm. um, and if you like what you hear, please uh, leave us a review. We're on Spotify and Amazon and Apple Music, and we're on YouTube as well. So uh, pick your poison there and let us know what you think of the show. Until next week, thank you and game on, everybody. Bye. Sayonara. Bye.